Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's a cat over here. There's a cat, There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died. Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. She was Bombay Arena on the U.S. National Tour 6 before COVID of Cats, so welcome, Lexi Plath, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I've talked to a few people of uh, on your tour. It's kind of a fascinating tour because it was all cut short. You know, like it, was a, it was going on right after the Broadway finished. It was a continuation, I feel, of that tour, but it's not the, the other version of the U.S. National Tour 6 that came on after that was non-equity, so... I love also those starting though with everybody I talked to of your introduction to the show. So what was the first time? Was it the 1998 movie? Was it a touring production growing up? When did you first see it? Oh my gosh. I have been dancing my whole life. So, and my mom owns a dance studio. So I grew up like listening to the soundtrack from like day one. Um, I had the VHS, like wore it out. Um, it was the first, I think first live show I ever saw. Um, I saw the national tour in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. Um, and we knew the guy who was playing Mistopheles. So he brought me backstage and the cats painted my face. And wow. it was like the most magical moment. I was probably five, maybe six years old. Um, and Von Bellurina actually painted my face, which is insane. Um, and then I actually it was my first lead role I ever did in high school. I played Von Bellurina and we won the USA Today Best High School Musical. And then I got to play bomb on the tour. So it was kind of crazy, full circle, full circle life with cats for me. Okay. So right. I, there's a lot here. I got a lot of follow-up questions. So let's, let's do them in order. Let's start with the, you're five, you're in Milwaukee, you're seeing a tour. Yep. Um, so you're getting the Midwest take on tour production, which is, you know, I, I didn't see the Midwest, but I'm from Indiana. So I had the same type of like, that's what rolls through. How much as a five-year-old? did you get of the story and what was that aha moment when you started learning like oh wait this is a very different story than childhood you got to notice yeah i think i mean one it was like probably one of my first times in like a real live theater mm -hmm. so like that was magical already not being in front of like a screen you know yeah um but having like i knew the music so it was partially familiar to me um, at that point already. And I had seen the film. So I was like already aware. And I think it was just like the whole spectacle of like almost feeling like you're a part of it versus watching it was yeah. 
crazy. And you, I mean, you got to double that and amplify it by going backstage before the yeah. show, after the show. When did you do this? Oh, I don't remember. Don't remember. Okay. Because that's, I think that, that is. Yeah, I yeah. think it was probably after her. Had, well, I don't know. The cats were still in their makeup and costumes. So maybe it was before. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, I mean, such a unique experience in itself of being able to go and meet the cast and kind of see behind the scenes too. Because like as a five-year-old, it's probably almost hard to comprehend the difference. It's like, oh, they're yeah. performers, but also they're cats. And and then you kind of go and see them in their element and, and on stage and in the junkyard, but then also backstage. So that's that's a really cool experience. All right, I got a lot of questions about high school production. Yes. What did they tell you? Like how much of this, how, how much of a high school production is story versus dance? Um, hmm. Well, I don't know. So my high school theater department was like, pretty intense. It was like, not pre-professional because we were like a public high school, but it was like a very arts focused group, right? Mm -hmm. So we had um, a professional choreographer come in and he like set it on us. So like it was very dance heavy as the show is in general. Um, But because we also had like kids who weren't dancers who were just like in the high school drama department who were more singer actors, you know, like there was emphasis put on um, the story that I think probably would normally have been because they needed something to do if they weren't doing the big dance numbers too. So like we had a huge ensemble, like more than a normal show. And they like gave everyone random names. Like my best friend Lauren was cinnamon and like just, you know, picking random names for cats and they would like assign it. And then I remember we had a whole day where we had to create our own backstory for what our character was and like, who's your owner? Like, where are you coming from? what color are you? Like all different kinds of things that they got to like create for themselves for characters who like don't actually exist. So that was kind of cool. Do you remember any of the backstories? Like what did people create? What did you create first for, for Bomb Ballerina? Um, I remember me and our, my Demeter, we decided that we had the same owner because we had matching collars, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like is probably close to what I did on tour too. But um, yeah, that's what I remember. I feel like we had like an old rich, lady owner okay were you we siblings decided. did we you were, decide siblings yeah. or not okay well tell me what, what do you remember about cinnamon <laughs> um not much i remember she was like brownish yellow um yeah she just kind of like hung around on the side she was like a non-dancer who like wanted to be in it so she was like kind of younger kitten wanted to be in the action but like wasn't quite there yet type vibe so there's, I'm, I'm fascinated. Did you do like a full production? Like how long? Oh like yeah. Full two, two and a half hours of show? Full, yep. Full show. And you have every cat and more. And more. And there are like, so what What was the cat that's like essentially the, tri- you know, I always joke that there, if I played in any performance, I didn't do anything growing up because I also didn't, I was playing sports, didn't do any the theater stuff, but I would have been the tree, you know, which is like the joke of like, I would have been the one that just stands there and has no lines, no movement, no nothing. Did you have yeah. a cat that was like essentially the tree? I we had several. Several. Like okay. a lot. I mean, it was like, oh, I mean, I don't even know how many people we had. We had a lot. Like we had a big ensemble. Um, but we also had one of our one of my friends' dads was a welder. And so he helped build this like humongous scaffolding set that we could like climb high on. And so like we had a ton of cats like up in the rafters, like just like lounging. But um, it was a very like choir focused school. So all of our songs and like choral moments were like insane because we had so many people who weren't exhausted from dancing, like belting out to the heavens up in the rafters of the scaffolding. 
Yeah, it was honestly, it was pretty crazy for a high school production, I have to say. You had the booth before the booth was like literally, like, you had like an extreme an booth. booth. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm fascinated by different productions. I know there's a junior production about to happen uh, in my, in my hometown. And I'm like, what do you do in a junior production? Like, how do you tell, how do you explain the ball? Which is, you know, like, do, do you explain the ball or just like, Hey, just dance to this number, ignore the fact that it's supposed to be an orgy, you know, like, right. like those like, and so the high school version is even harder because you're at an age where you're going to get all of that, but they're not telling you this. I'm assuming, right? Definitely not. I think to us, it was like, they like marketed it as like a huge party celebratory thing. The and they took all the version. sexual innuendo out. <laughs> I do you have like a playbill from that? Like I, did, did everyone get listed by, by name? I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have the DVD somewhere and I'm pretty sure like a cast list has like everyone and their cat name like on the scrolling credit. <laughs> I would I'm, I'm hoping by the time that this comes out, you have found this to share. Well, I want, that's my mom. Uh, She's got to have it somewhere. I want all the different cats names. I want to know who else you added because there are some like weird ensemble cats and then there's like all the swings have different names throughout the years. Yeah, like I think a they Gilbert, probably took some Peter names and... from the um, naming of cat song that aren't like, yeah. you know, some of those are yeah. like inspired by. But I want to know all the other ones. Like, and then I want to, okay, I want we'll who, to, who came up with them? Like, did, did your friend get to come up with cinnamon or was it just said? No, I think she was given cinnamon. I, I'm pretty sure. I have so many I'll questions. Have to for, ask her. I'll text <laughs> I have so many questions for your theater director too. Of like who? Just sitting at home one day, just like, like, okay, I, I've got eight more cats to name. What can I come up yeah. with? Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. So you are at that point though, you're still doing, whose choreography are you doing in that high school production? Um, his name is Scott Michaels. He runs okay. the Wagon Wheel Theater in Indiana. Um, in okay. Warsaw. um, but yeah, so it was his version from like beginning to end. Um, so it's none of really the original choreography, more just like you know, lightly inspired by the styling of Jillian Lynn, you know, like, yeah, I th I'm sure you have to make some adjustments too, not just because of a high school production, but you're going to have different stage. You're adding a bunch of cats. You're doing, yeah. you just have way too much going on. That is so they, I'm assuming they didn't split like some of the characters like Gus and Bussifer and are, are together. Yeah, no, they you were had, each the completely owned cat. Yep. No so split that, tracking happening. That poor person who had to play just Bussifer. Yep. He oh, loved it. He was great. I I love it. I th these are fun. I've, I've heard of college productions. I hear something like I never get to kind of ask because I can't find who's done them. Like they're not published online. Like there's yeah. no like list of who's done cats in high school. Um, and it's so fun to hear like that version because it's such a bizarre show to begin with that to to yeah. Try to it was a hard it. one to get people on board with too. Yeah. I think like it wasn't like we're doing Beauty and the Beast. It's like yeah, you know, cats and I'm pretty sure most of the boys were terrified like the minute they heard dance belt they were like what yeah do they, do they stick them in unitards too yeah like, you're like, i'm they... gonna be in unitards in front of all my peers oh my god yeah um, but honestly everyone like i would say with cats you kind of have to drink the kool-aid and just like mm -hmm. buy in and everyone bought in like by the end like we were so proud of that show like Did... i don't even know it was very special was there any like now that you've done it on tour no like at least you know you're given a lot more of the story what from that high school production was like oh that would have never worked in the true cats world like did you have any like relationships not relationships as like high school relationships but like these two cats ended up being great friends in the in the high school production but like in real cats world they probably would have hated each other or there's some other like weird nuance to it uh not that i really remember 
I, I, I feel it felt pretty similar to me, honestly, at least okay. my property, because my character was more defined. I didn't have mm-hmm. like as much wiggle room there as maybe Cinnamon did on the yeah. side. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the time, I felt like a professional mm-hmm. when I was in high school and it felt very real to me. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I've, looking back, like I had similar feelings even being on stage playing the character like it was there was a familiarity there. So now fast forward to going on tour or auditioning mm-hmm. for a tour where you're like, all right, here's, here's how we did it in Wisconsin. You know, like, did you, like, did you lean into your experience or was it something where it's just like, I got to start fresh? Um, probably a little bit. I mean, at that point it had been like over 10 years since I did it, but, um, I, you know, growing up, I feel like most little girls, when they see cats, they want to be the white cat. They want to be Victoria. Yeah. Like, it's just that, like, that was not it for me. Like, I, from day one, wanted to be Bomba Arena. Like, McCavity was my favorite song. I was drawn to her on stage. In the movie, she was my favorite. Like, I always felt a connection to that character. And so when I was going into the audition, I was like, this is mine. Like, I, it's funny. People used to make fun of me because they would be like, oh, we should do this in the fall. And I would say before they even announced auditions, I was like, oh, no, I won't be here. I'll be on the Cats tour. And they're like, haha. I was like, no, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm, I'm going to be on the Cats tour. And I, it's like one of like the first things I like, viv- like vividly remember manifesting it actually happening. Like, I yeah. was like, nope, I'm, this is mine. Like, I walked into that room and I was like, it is mine. I'm taking it. That is awesome. So tell me about that process. Like, what, what was it like? Because this is, it's, it seems so foreign now with everybody I've talked to post- not post-COVID, but like since the pandemic, it's a very different process in general. So this is like, bring me back to that. You know, it's it's on Broadway and you're about to go on tour. Yeah, so when it was on Broadway, I was actually on the road with Bullets Over Broadway, I think. And I remember being devastated that I wasn't going to be able to be there for the auditions for the Broadway show because I was like, oh my God, mm-hmm. they're bringing cats back and I'm not there. Um. And I was non-equity at that point and I was just devastated. And so then when I heard that they were doing a tour, I was like, okay, this is it. This is my chance. I'm doing it. And so I went to the ECC and got kept, got, went through callbacks, like a couple rounds of callbacks. And then we were in like that dance camp week that I think a couple other people have talked about mm-hmm. on here where we like, it was intensive, like 10 to six, you'd find out the night before if you were coming back the next day, like it was insane, but amazing at the same time. Um, and I'm technically too short to play bomb according to the character breakdown by an inch. And I will never forget. I was singing in front of Andy. I like sang through McCavity and I did it all. And he goes, how tall are you? And I was like, five, seven. And he's like, okay, cool. And I walked out. I was like, oh no, I'm out. I'm out. I blew it. I should have said five, eight. Um, but it ends up being fine. Yeah. Five, seven ish, you know, yeah, five, eight ish. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's the. I, yeah, it's, I, it is interesting because it's like there is over time, I, you know, I just was talking to somebody else on, you know, on the show. I don't know if it's before, if it'll come out before or after, but we talked about how in the early time of Cats, it was very specific about mm-hmm. like, you've got to be at least this tall or you've got to be this age or personality or like you really got to have that like innocence to be Victoria. And now it's like, they're, I think they're a little looser. It's like, you know what, let's get the best performer for the role. And like, as long as it's close or it's ish, we can kind of work the rest as is theater and they're cats. So it's a little different, but I've mm-hmm. noticed that. Cause like you get younger Grizabella's that you used to, than you used to have, and you get younger Jenny, any dots than you used to have. 
Um, so it is an interesting piece. I'm glad it didn't cost you the role. Um, Same. Was that moment where you're like, uh, you probably walked out being like, oh, no. Yeah, I was terrified. I was like, oh, God. And like, especially because he like specifically asked. I was like, okay, yeah. so you know that I'm too short. But yeah. like, like, hope it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, but maybe. Okay, so you get cast. You get the you get the the job. Um, what's that process like with learning the story? Like, I, I'm fascinated by the story piece, especially having you've seen it, you've done it, you've done a a, a different version of it. You did the party okay. version, not the you know the, yep. the high school PG version or PG exactly. thirteen maybe version. What's that like? That first moment when you're hearing the full story. I mean, for me, it was magic. Like. I don't know. I feel like Cats is a very polarizing show. You either love it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very few people that are kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I don't know. It's very polarizing. And so for me, having like grown up my whole life loving it, it like hearing and being involved in it for real was like pure magic for me. Mm-hmm. Was there anything though that surprised you? Like how much, like when you're hearing the full rundown, all the relationships, all the stories, all the cats, were there things where you're just like, whoa, I did not expect that. I didn't know that. I didn't think about that. Like, what what was new to you? Oh, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I was such a cat's nerd that I feel like I, like, knew, knew a lot of it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there were a couple of things, but I can't really recall any. So did you moment. know all that in high school, though? Like, did you know a lot of those, like, nuances? Like, because I knew none of this stuff until 2016, actually. Till I started this podcast, I've learned stuff over time. But like, I didn't, when I saw it the first time, I didn't know that was an orgy. I, I kind of figured out that Victoria was having a coming of age on stage. Like you can, you can piece some of that together, but you really don't piece a lot of it. And yeah, then I've I mean, heard I guess these I like, like, wow. I knew all of that, but I probably didn't fully like actualize into my brain until we were doing it. I was like, oh, like I knew that was the plot, but now I'm like, I get, I get yeah. the plot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. no way okay I, so what was the like what's told what was told to you though like what was the you obviously knew a lot of this but like what was the direction of like here's what you need to know about bomba arena here's what you need to convey and here's the relationships you need to like really work on stage okay well my three words that chrissy gave me were they actually surprised me um were generous voluptuous and frank mm. and you know, like Bomb Ballerina and Demeter, they're like the sexy cats and Bomb Ballerina is like the more feisty, potentially like meaner one. And Demeter's a little more reserved. Um, and I think having generous, I think, was the one that surprised me the most with her and changed the way that I like viewed her interactions with the other cats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave her a warmth that I think could easily be missing in her like feisty cattiness a little bit. Yeah. Um, so that one really resonated with me and like completely changed how I viewed like interacting with other people or other cats. Um, voluptuous was like, that was like, you know, that was pretty normal. And then yeah. the Frank was like, yeah, just like pointed to the point. She takes no, no bull. She's just like, this is who I am. You take it or leave it. And that was like kind of it. Yeah. The Frank and the generous kind of almost are a little contradictory in itself. Mm-hmm. Which makes, I'm sure kind of hard of like, there are moments where you have to be, okay, hold on. I got to be a little bit more open here than I should, but I've also got to be like quick on it. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that, 
How did that play out in certain moments? Were there moments where you're like, oh, I've got to really lean into one of those words versus the other word? Yeah, I think she's a lot more generous and warm around the kittens. <laughs> and then with the older cats, I think she's kind of like, all right, you know, cut it out. We're, yeah. we're the adults here type situation where she's like, I'm not taking your crap. I'll take it from the from Mungo Jerry and Rebel Teaser, the little, you know, little heathens. But like Tucker, give it up. Yeah. Okay. So now you, you know, you're, you're going on tour. This is, it hasn't been on tour in a while at this point, I think. Mm -hmm. So what was the reception of like, okay, we're bringing back cats. Like it just come back. It's kind of new. It's not the Jillian Lynn choreography. It's coming back with Andy's choreography. Like what was the, I never got to see it. I was supposed to go see this in April of 2020 in Indiana. And mm -hmm. obviously that didn't happen. I still have the tickets. I found the tickets. Oh. Um, but like, what was the, like, there are the super fans. Like, was this a, a surprise to them that it was a little slightly different with different choreography? Like what was your reception early on in the tour? Um, I think great. Like we were sold out almost yeah. everywhere we went, which was crazy. And I had just come from, um, another tour where it wasn't that way. And so for me to like see full houses every night, I was like, wow, like this is really cool. Um, you know, you'd see the people in the audience dressed in full face makeup and full unitard. And that was crazy. We get fan art sent backstage, like yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. My favorite part though is like watching the little kids faces in the audience. Like mm -hmm. we had a lot of times when we'd go out into the house and like interact with the audience. Yeah. Um, which is normally my nightmare as a performer. I hate breaking that wall. I, I it just makes me so uncomfortable. And every single time a cat was asked to go in the audience, I was asked to go. And I was like, oh my God, here we go. But I actually grew to really like it, mostly because of like getting to see the little kid like faces light up. And it's just really cool. Did you did you have that moment where you're like, oh, this is me from five yes. when I was a five-year-old all the time, right? All the time. So so one thing I've argued on this podcast a lot, and I'm I'm lessening on it, but only to a degree, is I don't think kids should see this should see the show. But I think I'm different on that now. Of like, there's a cutoff of an age, so I'm like five, great, go have fun, you're gonna love it. But I'm like, where's the moment where it's like, wait a second, I'm gonna recognize the abuse of macavity and the like orgy of the ball and some of these other things where it's like this is probably a lot to take in. So I'm mm -hmm. like, what's that cutoff where I'm like, I, I think it's like 14 to 18 where I'm like, all right, stay home. <laughs> like, let's not, let's not <laughs> expose this group to this just yet. Like, let's let them become an adult before we make them see this show. Yeah, I have to disagree, but I think, you know, having done it in high school, like a lot of that just goes over your head. And like, I feel like you can still follow the story without realizing those things. Yeah. Like, and I also I feel like we notice them now because we know the deep backstory that we're told. But I think a lot of that deep backstory sometimes like is not visible to the audience, unfortunately. That's totally fair. I saw it as an adult. I saw it in 2016 for the first time. So I was a full adult and I was like, this is a lot. This is a whole lot. And I'm like, my mom brought my sister and I'm like, did you really bring either of us to this as a kid? Like, did we, did we really see this? Like, you know, like that, like I'm kind of questioning parenting here a, a, a little bit, but now I'm like, all right, I, I'm softening on this stance a little bit. And then mm -hmm. hearing all the, like, I have, I went to the tour, uh, this past year and I did get to see like a friend brought their, um, their kids and then their niece and nephew and they were super young and they loved it. I'm like, okay, I, I get the, 
the magic of theater and the disbelief of like they're cats, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. they're not humans, but I know too much. And as I know too much, I'm like, no, we shouldn't be telling this the story to, to a five-year-old. <laughs> True. I just, like I, I think most of it, yes, I think most of it goes over their heads though. I really do. Yeah. Okay. So you're, tell me a little bit about some of the relationships you played on tour. So like, what were the, there's obviously the Demeter relationship, but what were some of the Mm -hmm. other ones that you've kind of had to formulate over time of like, all right, I got to lean into this one, or we've got a little extra story here, a little bit like nuance there. Mm -hmm. Um, Tugger was a big one because we interact a lot. We partner together. We like lay on stage in each other's sweat together for like 10 minutes during Victoria Plato duet. Um, you know, and like they have some snarky, playful, bantery interactions where it's like, you're so annoying and yet I love you type mm-hmm. vibe. Um, so that one's fun. Trying to think. Demeter was like, I was very protective of her. Uh, who else? What about Grisabella? Grisabella, I think. I understood her more than some of the other cats, I think, because um, they talked a lot about like Grisabella was potentially with McCavity at one point and Mm -hmm. maybe that was the reason she left. And so I, you know, was talked about that, like I went off with McCavity and came back. And so we had a similar like trauma bonds that I understood a little bit. Um, So like I... It was also taught like Bomb is like one of the younger leaders of the tribe. She's like influential around the kittens and is, you know, not as high up as like Monk, but she's like, you know, a big presence among the tribe. And so I Mm -hmm. think trying to like protect the other kittens almost like in like a cautionary tale type of way was like how I kind of interpreted it. Yeah. So was it a, it's not a mom vibe between Grizzly no. it's more of like and I think a, it's like, like the cool aunt yeah vibe you know what I mean well, yeah the cool aunt that went a little too far and then you're like exactly oh, wait, if, I, if I'm not careful I might follow this path yeah and I think part of her anger towards Grizabella is also like almost in like perceiving a weakness in her of like I did it and was able to come back so why weren't you type thing um and I think that like, I think there's probably like a hurt there and a you know a vibe between them where she's like you were weak and I wasn't. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting because like there's so many different ways to like think about where Grisabelle go and what's her relationship with the tribe and who she's actually you know there and and I have never felt the mom vibe but I have felt like the the aunt's a good example where it's mm-hmm. like all right or a a friend like this was your friend and that was lost like you were together Mm -hmm. doing a lot of stuff together and they went too far one way and you got your life back on track yeah that's fascinating what about um what about some of the other like because bob kind of is uh, to me flirts in the middle of where she's not one of the adult she's not like the jenny or the jelly lorm or anything she's but she's not the kittens either Mm -hmm. so she's like the mature of the teens or like the middle of the age kind of demographics so how does that like, how do, do you have to think about that when you're on stage of where it's like, all right, I'm going to have this moment with Bustifer or with Monk or with like one that maybe is perceived as older, but you're kind of not quite there. Like, how do you do, was that like at all thought about? I guess my real question is just like, how much of this did you all think about 
on your tour bus of the story that's not like given directly to you because you have to have all those you have to fill in an improv a lot of these moments between like Mm -hmm. what you're given as court like the you know you've got to be here at this moment you've got to say this thing but you've also got to fill in a bunch of other parts yeah i think in terms of age it was pretty easy for me because i felt like i was playing my own age almost like i was okay what 26 27 at the time and you know like i felt yeah, I felt like that's where she was like very like she's like yeah. mid to late 20s. Like she's an adult, but like a young adult. And so I'm like, how would I interact with children? How do I interact with 40 year olds? You know, like kind of just mm-hmm. yeah, it felt that age felt natural to me, I guess. Yeah. What about the other like cats? Like how did how much did you improv? Like how much did you have to kind of think through those? And did you have like any weird? OK, wait, we shouldn't be friends, but we are because we get along really well as humans, you know, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably. Um, there was, yeah, a lot of improv. I mean, we did a whole day of just like learning how to be a cat and like our felinity physically. And so mm-hmm. then taking that into like, how do you act these certain moments with that physicality? Um, so like that was a big part of my improv. I was like, okay, if I'm tired right now, how is a cat tired? And how do yeah. I make that into this moment? You know? Interesting. Um, yeah, but I definitely had our Plato and I got along really well. And we had a few moments that probably were like not like we probably wouldn't really know each other that well, but like we got yeah. along. So we, you know, had those moments. Um, what else? I also really loved when swings were on. Um, <laughs> that was really fun to like have a new energy to interact with and like, oh, how does yeah. how do I feel about this energy? And that type of thing was really cool. Where some people oh, I know, definitely. they like their moments. And if the swing doesn't do that moment, they get mad. Um, now, I like having been a swing now. I'm like, okay, that's not realistic. And also, like, it's more fun to, like, keep it alive. And this is a different cat. Yeah. You know, they're I'm also, the same positioning, you know? I'm surprised by that because I would have thought the opposite of, like, if you're doing the show that many times, the same thing, the same dance, the same number, that, like, having some freshness of a new of swing coming on and, like, giving you just a slightly different take probably almost makes it like keeps it from being stale for sure and keeps you on your toes you know it makes you more aware during the whole show versus going on autopilot we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of the wrong cat died with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I love asking this question because it seems like tour is just chaotic. Um so tell me some, like, what are your, like, what memories do you have of, like, the weird, the fun, the, like, craziness of tour where, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard stories of the tire didn't go up or this didn't happen. Like, what, 
What are some of the ones that, that like really stick out to you? So many. Um, um, that was, what was it? The final season of Game of Thrones was out, I think, when we were on tour. It was like coming out. And so there was like a group of six of us. It was like me, our Jelly Lorem, our Jenny Demeter, our Gus Bustifer, and our um, Grizz were like the diehard Game of Thrones people. So like every Sunday matinee, we would just be like amping up to watch Game of Thrones that night. And so we would literally like run around stage and at times like flap our wings like a dragon at each other or like, you know, just stupid things like that that are like very memorable to me for that show in particular. Um, what else? Yeah, you know, the tire doesn't go up. That happens. But those I Do don't really... Hot... Wait, so you this was like, if it's the final season though, there's hot takes on that. Like... Oh yeah. What was that? How was that to watch those live in random cities across the country with you know your your friends? It was so fun. We got shirts that said Sundays are for Westeros. Like we were obsessed. It was so fun. That is, yeah. I was um I was not in the United States at that time. And so I was uh watching they were doing I was in uh Sydney and singapore and they did watch parties at our office because it's a full 12 hours later oh yeah yeah. Can't watch it live and so we would have the same thing and i'm like this is fascinating to like watch a group of people in this like office setting figuring out how to get a copy of it mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully legally to stream to have to, to watch later so i can only imagine you all watching it live like crowded around a hotel room or a bus yep. or that type of thing yeah, we um, always like someone hosted every week with like the whole week would be theorizing like in the dressing room, like, oh, what do we think is going to happen? Like, yeah, it was it, I mean, honestly, it like made the build up waiting for the episode that much better. <laughs> totally. Did anybody notice your flapping? Did anybody call it out? Like, I'm sure they did. Nobody like at the stage. We weren't very subtle. In, like, <laughs> like, like we had a cat dragon today. Yeah, we weren't very subtle. I'm sure people noticed. <laughs> I hope when people someone listens to this, there's some amazing cats artists that like. Did you ever get any Game of Thrones crossover? Uh, art? No. All right, uh, I'm I'm hoping if someone's listening, there's uh, artists I want. I would love to see some of that. There's there's some like I'm surprised you didn't get it because there's so many. Like I know you said you got a ton of fan art, um, mm-hmm. but you, you probably need to just scream about that louder. You would have gotten some really cool stuff. Honestly, probably. Awesome. What other what other fun stories do you have from tour? What other what else stood out? Um, trying to think. Honestly, like our cast, like it was crazy, but we were all really tight because of the crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, um, I have a really close group of friends that I'm like still in contact with today from that show. You know, we all go to each other's weddings and do trips together, and it's just I don't know that. Like, I'm try like trying to think of like specific moments from tour, but the thing that always comes back to me is just like the people. Like I, yeah. I can't think of a specific moment because there's so many that just revolve around these people. Yeah. Do you ever bust out any of the choreography at the wedding? Um, maybe a little bit of the gel cabal at our, um, yeah. yeah, our Jenny actually just got married a couple months ago and her dad and his father of the bride speech, like made all of the cats stand up and we were like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is embarrassing, but it was great. That's awesome. Yeah. I can just imagine you all like, doing part of a number on the dance floor at a wedding mm-hmm. in normal yeah, we'll bust out the jellicle ball a little yeah, bit in normal human clothing you know just yeah, like for sure yeah 
I love it. I will say for a long time after a tour, I had trouble posing without a paw. Yeah. Like I, like in all photos, I'd have a paw next to me. I'm like, what am I doing with my hand? <laughs> like, get back to being a normal human being. Yeah. I've, I've heard that from a lot of the performers. Like if you've done it for more than a year or two, like it, it, you, you're doing it so often and so frequently that you'd be like, even like when eating between shows, you'd have trouble mm-hmm. not making the mannerisms. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, it's, I can't, I can't fathom it. I do. Did you have to go on when you were on tour? Did you eat in like makeup between the two shows, like in cat basically? Um, more towards the beginning, like when it took a longer to do our makeup mm-hmm. and then like, you know, I got my makeup down to like 20 minutes. So after yeah. that, I was like, at one, some point I just wanted it off my face. Yeah. So like I would take it off in between shows so I could leave the theater and like go out. <laughs> um, but and yeah, there were times when I was like, I don't want to leave. And we're not allowed to leave the theater with our makeup on. So you're either like ordering oh, food into it. the theater or okay. you're taking it off to go out. So there are a couple of times we'd order in and just like chill. But I just know, imagine I, you all going to like a diner in full makeup, <laughs> like between shows, just like we're going out. You know, that and, was called half cat. And you're not allowed to post in half cat. You're either full cat or no cat. There's no half cat. No half cat. Half cat's not allowed. No half cat. I love it. Um, okay, let's do some rapid fire. Um, okay. Oh, God, I'm scared. If you could go on for one character, one night, doesn't matter if you're the right height or gender or whatever, just you get to go play one night. Which cat do you want to go on as? Bombalurina. You want to go back? What if mm-hmm. I take her off the table, though? Um, Demeter, I guess. I so just want to go to the other side. Just want to do that half the song. Yeah. Okay. What about from the high school production? If you go be any non-cat, what any new cat that you, that your high school created, who would you want to be? Oh, do you, do you remember any of the names, or is it just Cinnamon? Honestly, pretty much just Cinnamon. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, because well, she's like my best friend still to this yeah, day yeah. that I remember. <laughs> um, who are your favorite and least favorite cats? So ignore actors and performers, uh, just character wise. I love Tugger. Um, and I love Gus. Okay. That's great. That's great for my final question, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, what about least favorite? Um, least favorite. Oh, um, I don't love Skimble, I think. Ooh. All right. Is there, what's, what's the rationale? I just think he's bossy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how many, when I just even thinking through that question, how much of that is influenced by being Bombay for so long versus like you as Lexi? Probably a lot. Yeah. Okay. But I'm okay. also like, even as a person, I'm not type A at all. And so sometimes type A people like can rub me the wrong way. And I feel like Skimble is like very type A and we just mm-hmm. probably wouldn't vibe. Okay. Um, what's your favorite song from the show? McCavity. I'm yeah. biased, but it always has been ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. I do love Tugger though too. Okay. I love it. I McCavity's my answer right now still. It was Mungo Jerry and Rumble Teaser when I first saw it, but I've figured out why I like that song so much um l- later on as I've recorded more of these. Um, but I think the answer is McCavity for me. I just think the song's the so unique. Mom. Yeah. He's the best um, one. <laughs> I always like asking fun questions. So I had, I have one written, but I'm going to add one to it. So I'll ask you the one I had written first, which is your, your tour ended because of the pandemic. So which cat do you think would have been the best prepared to survive March of 2020? 
Jenny, any dots? Oh, that's a good answer. I would have thought Bustifer. I just feel like he's, oh, well, stocked, he's probably hoarding stocked food. and loaded. Yeah. But I feel, um, like, I feel like Jenny's got like a bunker and she's like, you know, she's yeah, ready. You're probably right. You're definitely right. Um, okay. My other fun question that I'm adding now because of your high school production. Okay. Which cat do you think is probably thriving most in high school? And which one is struggling most with high school? Oh, Mungo Jerry's thriving. Ooh, okay. He's like the cool guy. He's bringing he's bringing the booze to the party. He's like popular, yeah. fun guy. And then I feel like Victoria's struggling. Okay. I like that. I was thinking differently. I had to think of these quickly, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I thought, I think Bomb is thriving. I think she's like almost Mean Girl or style, like running sure. the show. But I feel Frank, like it's similar to Mungo Jerry in a way. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the one that's struggling is probably Mistopheles because oh, I'm not sure Magic is landing in high school. Like, I think he's going to become cool later in life, mm-hmm. but I think he's probably at, at the moment struggling. And, and that's I feel that. Yeah. Okay. Million dollar question. Okay. Um, I've already get argued at length that I don't think Grizabella should be the right joke choice. So mm-hmm. I want to hear from you as Lexi. If you're old Deuteronomy, who are you sending up and why? I would pick Gus, I think. I mean, I love him. I already said that. But I feel like he deserves it. He's been a good person. He's served his debt to society. He's old. He's not healthy anymore. You know, like he's he's ready for a new life. I agree. I have no nothing to add here. I just I'm ready. I'm, I'm just glad that that was the answer. Do I, most people say that or no? I feel like so, that's a very obvious choice. So it, right now it's really a the I, I've been keeping track. I do have a full like ranking and Grizabella has just under half the votes. She's got in the forties. Um, Gus has in the thirties. So okay. it's pretty much a race between those two. So it's like, if you're either going to stick to the plot and you're going to say Grizabella or you're most likely picking Gus. And then there's like 10 other people that have gotten votes that are just for various random reasons. And they're usually hilarious and they're usually not thought through um, at all. <laughs> or they're just like, some fun ones, like I've had somebody that was like, I want to get rid of Bustifer because he's a, just a strain on the the tribe. And so it's like, that's going to be what's the most valuable. There's some okay. people that picked the cat that they played. You know, it's like, like I sure. played this cat. Here's why I deserve it. Um, but nobody's got more than like four votes. Um, so it's pretty much a two, two cat race here. Okay. I mean, I understand why Grizabella is chosen. Same. But I, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, it should be I us. I agree. Uh, so let her I want to back into the tribe for one more year and then let her go. Totally. I, yeah. It's like go to a birthday party or something like right. you just got accepted back. Exactly. That's been my argument recently too. Um, okay. Wait. So, and actually I think it was your Grizabella who said Bustifer, by the way. Uh, so, yeah. Which was, which was, uh, I made me laugh. It sent me dead in my tracks. I'm like, wait, why? No one's ever said Bustifer. Like, why would you say Bustifer? And I was like, no, it's a strain on society. I'm like, oh, that's what it sounds like true. Harry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So I want to, um, I want to ask this question though, because I agree with you on Gus. So if I take Gus and Grizabella out, let's pretend Grizabella doesn't come back and you pick mm-hmm. Gus this year. Who's next year? Probably Jenny. Jenny. Okay. Or, or Jelly Lorem. Honestly, they're both, I feel like right up there where they've, they've lived their life. You know, they've been the motherly mm-hmm. figures of the tribe. It's ready. They're ready. Yeah. And who was last year? Oh. 
I have a th- I have what I think the answer is. I don't know if there's any truth to it. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's Victoria. I mean, that makes sense. She's like the new soul coming in. Yeah. But I also think she's white be, and pure. Yeah. Um, was this ever discussed on your tour? No. Okay. I'm, uh, you know, that's why no, I'm but here that's doing a fascinating the, question. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm out here doing the Jellicle Lord's work, trying to get this conversation into the, the, I love the world. It. So, um, this has been super fun. How can people stay in touch with you, keep up with everything you're doing and what's next? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Lexi.Platz. Yeah. If you like to read books, I'm on TikTok at Reading in the Wings. Ooh, all right. Give us a book recommendation. Oh, well, what kind of books do you like? Well, I mean, this is, let's let's go for the audience. So uh, let's do something that would be, what would a Cats fan book recommendation be? Oh, man. Like if you're at the stage door, someone come up to you and they're just like, tell me a book. What would you say? I feel like Cats fans are probably into fantasy. I don't know why I think that. It just maybe it's because I, I think feel like that's it's, probably fair, right? It's like it's, yeah. it's the world created. Yeah. My, I don't know why. My first instinct said Caraval by Stephanie Garber. Okay. What's the best book you've read recently? Oh, recently? Um, where's my notes? And then while you're looking that up, did you read the, the, uh, time war or whatever book that went all over book talk i have not yet but it is on my list okay oh the best book i read recently was beach read by emily henry okay Fr- written a ton she's written a ton of stuff mm-hmm. so if you like this part of the episode follow on tiktok if you have no interest in this then follow on instagram exactly but, or both or both yeah follow on both why not you'll learn something new pick up a book it's good um Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thank you. This was great. Awesome. And thanks everyone else for listening to this episode of The Wrong Cat Tide, the podcast breakdown of the cast atrophy. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else to listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at The Wrong Cat Tide, or check out our website, TheWrongCatTide.com. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.